I desperately wanted to love and wanted to be loved and wanted to belong. And so I endured things that I would never want any young woman to endure. Um, his parents loved me so much. And so I also held on to this relationship because I was like addicted to that feeling of being loved. And even though we had like the highest highs and lowest, lowest, lowest of lows, I would put up with it. I willingly put up with it because I just wanted to feel that feeling. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to What's the Lesson podcast. Hello, I am everyone. Here with that voice, you know it. It's familiar. My co-host, Miss Jill. Jilly hello, P. hello, my people, <laughs> and to my work bestie. Hi, Mayor. Hey, girl. Hey. Something, if you've listened to our podcast for long enough, you know is. We have so many friends that we get to interview <laughs> on the show. And today, wouldn't you know it? I it's know. Literally no exception to the rule. We met Lisa. Lisa, Lisa. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, we met Lisa the way we've met so many other incredible women in our lives. And it's literally by making ourselves really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. by putting ourselves in a room full of women up to big shit, wanting to change the world. And do it in a way that is just has so much integrity behind it, has so much story, has so much love. And we're so freaking excited to interview her today. Um, yes, to find out about her business. Yes, to talk about her kids. But we're really going to open up, I think, a new door of things that we haven't yet talked about on the podcast. So, Lisa, welcome. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Oh my gosh, ladies, you are some of the most magical women that I know. And I'm so honored to be on the podcast today. I have always felt this intuitive pull towards what you are doing. And part of that stems from my background and the way that I grew up in these precious years of young girls' lives. And, you know, it's no coincidence that God gave me daughters first. I have two daughters and two (laughs) sons because I am learning from evolving from, you know, really just tuning into how my past can also serve me in the future. And parenting is a huge part of that. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps. Me too. (laughs) Um, You guys, Lisa is 
She was a part of our mastermind. We were a part of a year-long mastermind well, last year. And I think that's really serendipitous to point out because she was actually a member of the 2020 Powerhouse Women Mastermind and wound up not being able to really attend. True. Oh, so COVID. She put her enrollment on pause and then joined the 2021 mastermind where we got the pleasure to meet one another Mary always gets to like fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. uh that's I didn't know that that's good I um I had a COVID baby and so it was just like the timing just didn't work out how it was going to that first year but let me tell you that the timing even though I was so disappointed timing always works out in our favor it's like when we try to crunch it in the box of the time frame that we want it to it's not going to be as great as you want it to but if you just like let things roll yeah last year was incredible. And it was more than I ever could have expected because it happened when it was supposed to. I love it. I, we totally agree. We are still deeply connected to all the women who were a part of this mastermind. And what's cool, even spending an entire year with these women and including you, Lisa, I mean, you're, we're still learning each other. So when we sent you this invite to be a part of our podcast, we asked just some initial questions around kind of like jogging your memory. Like this might be what we're going to talk about. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And you guys, she responded with such a beautiful email that literally Mary and I looked at each other and we were like, whoa, we didn't know this about Lisa. So I want to kind of bring everybody else up to speed around what this email entailed. And I want you to share a little bit more about what that is. But before we get into the email, I want to just share what I initially anticipated this episode being about, right? Because this is juicy. (laughs) Well, I mean, Lisa, you are so multifaceted. You just said you had four kids. I mean, you since we've known you, we've seen you renovate a house, move into another house, juggle mom life with being a badass entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So you running multiple businesses, mm -hmm. supporting your husband and his business building community in your town in your city it's like it's do you do you sleep ever do you sleep ever i do sleep i mean i think everyone ever every mom wishes they had more sleep everyone <laughs> wishes they had more sleep but yeah prioritizing that a little bit more thank you i'm so, so curious though mary like tell me what did you think <laughs> well you have this incredible company that supports women and mm. obviously our business is supporting young women we do teens and tweens we do life and personal development skills you've really honed in on um a niche for what your company prim and clove does you had mm-hmm. a podcast you make these incredible bags you collaborate so honestly i really thought that we would touch more along those lines and how you got into that and what you've True. gotten out of women supporting women and and what you've seen there so before we get into this email will you talk a little bit about your is it your first company Yeah. So Prim and Clove is the first company that I founded. And that's really what I participated in the mastermind for, and then dropped a huge bomb on everyone at the last (laughs) retreat. So I'll also touch on that, but Prim and Clove is a handbag line and lifestyle brand all geared towards supporting women who identify as being a mom and so much more. I think that being a mother actually allows us to expand who we are rather than limit us or put these 
parameters or box around us. And a lot of times coming into motherhood, you can feel that way. Like I won't be able to do this any longer, or now my life is going to look like this. And I actually think that it's a superpower to just harness of who you are when you can be one title, whatever that is, and then also identify as, and so much more, all of the other values that you bring to the table and to the people in your life and experiences before you. And so I had this handbag line and really saw a need for community around it. So it's not just a product-based company. I always knew it was supposed to be something more than that. Of course, I give you killer handbags to carry that are going to allow you to travel. They're going to allow you to work. They're going to allow you to carry an everyday bag, go on a girl's night out, go on a date night with your spouse, whatever it is. But it's really about making these women's lives simpler, sweeter, and more supported. Because if there's anything that I've learned going through becoming a mother one, two, three, four times, it's that as with anything in life, we're not meant to do this alone. So we also publish lists because I think lists are fantastic and think this information <laughs> super, fast, super clear. Um, they get straight to the point. So we have amazing lists that publish almost every single week that are just geared towards supporting women in this time of their lives and really enriching them with community through conversation, ability to connect with one another and so much more. And then at the end of the mastermind, we all sat down for hot seats and we got to, you know, just bring like one little challenge to the table that we wanted feedback on before we closed up. And I, opened up the floor with saying, I'm very scared to say this to you all right now, but actually I am going to start another business <laughs> and it's called the ambition agency. So I just need a little bit of feedback about this. And really my experiences have laddered up from being a woman working alongside a female founder and now being a female founder myself that I recognize this huge void that is not being fulfilled right now. And thus I founded the ambition agency. So we are blowing the title virtual assistant out of the water and we are training women to be wing women. That is now currently in line to be a registered trademark. So I can say that and shout that. For Yay. Yay. Different meaning for women. Yes. We're yes. bringing a total different meaning to that phrase, which is super cool. It's so much more than an assistant. It's a leader. It's a right-hand woman. It's a cheerleader. It's your master problem solver, the one who's going to help you grow your business and be your support system in ways that you could never have imagined. So as Mary alluded to, I really do all of my work around women supporting women and how to build connections and relationships. So I probably really did surprise them when I sent the email back to the podcast request. So like they said, they have this little form where you fill out questions <laughs> and my heart was just racing. Like I can't even fill in these questions. Cause I feel like they see right through me and they know exactly what I'm going to say. Or like, do they know all of this? <laughs> Jill and I do have a gift. I feel like of peering into people's souls. So first off, I just I want it. to thank you yes. for being so transparent in your in your responses, because it's what you responded with that led you to Prim and Clove and the Ambition Agency. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I, Mary and I sometimes like telepathically talk to each other and I'm like, oh my gosh, she just said what I was gonna say. But Lisa, it's so cool that you are really open about your journey and where you've been and I mean, Honestly, riding the wave is what comes to mind. Like you are 
really, really transparent in like the highs and the lows and like what motherhood is. And sometimes it's challenging, but you're so much more than that one title. And there's still, you know, like there's depth. still ambition and depth and more to you. And for you to go first allows other women who sometimes get stuck in the story because moms do this. It's like we do. We kind of forget who we once were and we table it for years once our kids fly the nest and then all of a sudden 18 years go by and you're like, oh my God, who am I? So for you to share your story and create these businesses and fill the void with this ambition agency is really cool to allow women like it's like a it's like a knock or a whisper like hey does this speak to you because i want to give you permission to look at you for once and see what's like burning inside of you and maybe take some action so bravo because that is that's why we love you and you know oops surprise we want to hear a little bit more of like really what of what we're bravoing. Yeah, initiated all of yes. this. What are we applauding? Yeah. So after the questionnaire to sign up um, for a time to record here, as they mentioned, I emailed them back and just wanted to give them a disclaimer. And I was sharing that I even took a deep breath to write it because I'm like, how do I make this super long story, long emotional story, very short and convey where I'm coming from and just kind of like did that and sent it off. And then actually when I went back to reread it, like the floodgates opened because I do have so much that has happened to me since I've grown up and it's all led me to where I am today, but I don't often revisit the depth of it. I think I have so much depth in my day to day right now that, you know, at some point I have to like Put the put the um, kibosh on feeling all the <laughs> yeah. feelings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The current depth is fine. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to revisit the past depth. But yes. isn't it um, interesting how visit revisiting what has happened for us in our mm. past really brings up those new emotions around who we've become? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's exactly what it was. Is I have grown so so much. And especially, you know, reading it back and thinking about my daughters reading it or hearing these things someday, I just want to say, I'm so proud of myself. And it's something that I don't say very often. So we won't leave anyone waiting any longer. I will tell them a little bit about what I wrote. And I really shared again, that this is a super long story to make short, but when I was in my freshman year of high school, my parents had a very messy divorce and I was very much in the middle of it emotionally, physically. We were living in the same house. It felt awful each and every day. Um, and at that point, I truly felt like I had lost my parents um, without saying too many things about them. It was really like I had to grow up more than I ever wanted to grow up at that time. and based on things that had happened, it left me searching for a lot of different things. I was desperately seeking for love and attention and to belong somewhere. I mean, you're so vulnerable at the age of 14. And here I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to find my way. And that was really hard because as you can imagine, without that parental leadership, as I would maybe call it, there wasn't anyone to guide me in big decision-making or anyone to have that like resounding voice of, 
reason. And so without that, and for being so desperate in this scenario, I entered into a very toxic, emotionally abusive relationship at a very young age. And I desperately wanted to love and wanted to be loved and wanted to belong. And so I endured things that I would never want any young woman to endure. Um, his parents loved me so much. And so I also held on to this relationship because I was like addicted to that feeling of being loved. And even though we had like the highest highs and lowest, lowest, lowest of lows, I would put up with it. I willingly put up with it because I just wanted to feel that feeling. We had an on again and off again relationship because I was not confident in who I was. I didn't think or know that I was worthy of something better. And it became a pattern of just knowing and being comfortable with one person and not having those figures in my life to turn to and like really kind of help steer me in the right direction or even a role model for that matter. I just made some really bad decisions. I do also want to say all the decisions again have laddered me up to where I am today. And so I'm grateful for that, but I did make a decision shortly after high school. Um, I was in college. I was away at college. I moved back and transferred colleges for multiple reasons, but one of them I will definitely admit was him. Um, and we ended up getting married. So he was in the military or joined the military shortly after he graduated high school. It was more of his personality than college. And that brings about a different type of community and a different type of environment of young love. Um, there's definitely external pressures. There was a deployment involved and I'm not blaming my decision on anyone else by any means, but I'm also trying to set the tone of, there was a lot for me to take in. There was a lot for me to consider. And I still had not yet grown confidence or grown wings or found my people to support me through this. It was so a lot we, of influence. You had a lot of external so much influence, influence saying like, and that's what you thought love was. Right. I did. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know any better. And I also could only see my future in this one way. I didn't have someone else telling me like, look up, there could be something different. I yeah. thought, well, here's the path that I'm going down. So here is what is going to happen. I mean, right. I can even think back and be like, I know what's going to happen. Like we're going to have kids young. We're like, you know, all of the things I felt like were kind of laid out before me. And I thought like, I am a very strong, tough person because I'm enduring all of what I'm going through. So I'm going to be fine. Well, and I was just going to say, I know like social media nowadays is where our kids turn for influence. But maybe for you, when you were young in love, trying to find yourself, understand what this relationship meant to you and your confidence, did you ever turn to like a movie or, cause sometimes when I was growing up, I'm like, well, this is normal. Like this mm -hmm. is how relationships happen because that's what they look like, sound like in the movies or yeah. in music videos or whatever. So sometimes it's like, yes, I might not have the parental guidance to guide me, but I have the media to tell me that I'm doing the right thing, which obviously with, you know, you, you had the, the rose colored glasses on. So maybe you turn to, and this is just me making an assumption, but 
I did that sometimes where it's like, oh, I wanted to get validated and You're I didn't like, love in basketball. I yes! think that's yes! the yes! relationship oh, should be. Oh my yes. gosh. I'm like, right? okay, well, if love and basketball is telling me that this is how a relationship is, then I'm, I'm fine. When I needed someone to be like, all of it is make-believe. Absolutely. It's, like, it's, it's, I mean, a, it's a false pretense of what love is. Even friends around me, you know, would break up with their boyfriend and then get back together yes. or whatever the case is. It's like, that's it's normal. It's totally normal, but no one had the depth of what I was going through. And because I was so vulnerable in this state, I never really opened up to let everyone know the depth of what I was, I was going through. Say. I was protecting myself and right. I didn't have any other person to really turn to, to tell the truth, because also from the outside, I'm just going to share this totally transparently. I was a straight A student. I was a varsity athlete. I was in national honor society. I was doing all of the things and I was protecting what I was on the inside and what I was on the inside was shattered. And I didn't want anyone to see that. So I would have gone to any extent to not show them that. Totally. Well, and it's interesting because in that moment in time, did you know you were shattered? I think I did, but I was not at all strong enough to even want to open up and say, like, I need to fix this. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, hurt so bad. I definitely I see a piece of my story in what you're sharing. Mm. Well, and I mean, so do I later on in life, like being um, in a relationship that you know isn't necessarily good for you, yeah. but feeling like there's not anything better or yeah. not understanding that there is better if you put in the work towards mm -hmm. making it happen. It's like you said it earlier, it's the comfortability of knowing that person and that person knowing you where it's like, well, you know, we've put in the work to this oh, point. I, yeah. you know, it's the concept of you made your bed, lie in it right like you have to own up to the decisions that you made or see it through or whatever it is it's like you said you were a strong person mm -hmm. so were you proving to yourself that you were strong in that moment because i definitely had an incredibly toxic relationship in my 20s that lasted five years too long right mm -hmm. and it's like girls are going to go through that girls on top of girls on top of girls are going to continue to do that if we don't take a stand and talk about what the repercussions of that are right there's so many. And I think we also have to admit to ourselves what is holding us back from breaking free. It's that we are comfortable. We don't want to fail. We don't want to really open up and let people know what was going on or that we made a bad decision or, or that we're ashamed. I was going to say embarrassed. Shame. Yeah. I mean, shame. I yeah. embarrassment, shame, worthiness, like so many words bubble up in all of this because we feel like we just have to look like we have it all together and make the best decisions all the time. And the truth is we don't. And right. that's so not realistic. I know. It's not realistic in any way. Like you being able to juggle straight A's and being a student athlete at the highest level and representing the National Honor Society, like you've got plates and they're spinning and they're spinning and they're spinning and one of them drops and you're like, oh my God, I'm still perfect, I swear. I'm mm -hmm. not going to let you in on what's going on. It's like the man behind the curtain, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's beautiful that that was your response to our email. And mm -hmm. that gave you a moment to reflect on how much you've grown since then. Because I also feel like when girls are in relationships like that, they feel like they can't get out, right? Maybe they do break free. Mm 
but they still don't feel like they're worthy enough to go after more based on what they'd already been through. Because that was my story for a long time. It was like, I know I'm meant for more. I know I'm a shining star. But like breaking free from a relationship like that takes a lot of energy and time and emotion. And it feels like you're just stuck then there after that wondering, well, what's next? Yeah. I mean, the marriage relationship lasted less than two years and it was a lot to stand up and take the next step in my life. It really was. I'm not even sure that I have words for it, but what I shared in the email to you is that I then did the work. Like I did the work slowly, so slowly and very fearfully and honestly, so painfully because it's not easy to move through all of these emotions your past experiences, to not have shame in that, to not carry that with you, to not let that define you. But I needed to find myself and my power that I could stand in myself and my worth and like my people who were going to be for me to find that community that was going to love me and be there for me in ways that I didn't have that growing up. And because I was able to do that. And let me tell you, that takes a lot of different resources that takes counseling, that takes finding the right friends, that takes setting boundaries. It just takes time. Sometimes it healing is a journey in itself, but I now am living a life far different than I would have in the past. And I'm no, I said it earlier. I'm proud of that. And I don't recognize that very often. And so I think that's why I had the reaction the way I did is I feel so grateful to be able to stand where I am today, to share that with other young women and particularly my daughters and even my sons to recognize how precious these years of our lives are, even when we're young and how influential it is in our own path moving forward and how important it is to have people in your life who you can turn to, who you can talk to, who you can be open with, and they'll help guide you on your way. And again, that circles back to why I've intuitively felt drawn to what you're doing is because I needed you. I mean, I still need you in my life now. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like you will be here for me and I will be there for you. But I think that it's so freaking incredible what you're doing for these young women. And I have always wanted to be a part of it in any way possible. And if sharing my story shines any light to a parent with a child who's going through a similar type of relationship or unwavering of who they are or their self-worth or a young woman who is just feeling stuck or lost or that perfectionist in her that she constantly has to live up to. I mean, I just hope that it helps at least one person. Well, and a side note on that, I just, I want to point this out because my parents went through a really ugly divorce when I was nine. I know it's not easy to put egos aside, but if you are listening to this and you're someone who is contemplating divorce or going through a divorce right now, the most important part of that divorce, if you have children, are those children. Because you are either going to leak toxic waste all over them or you're going to shield them from that and partner with your ex-partner to make sure that they get the best of both of you in that situation. Um, And there's not, from what I know from my experience, there's not 
another way. You're either bad mouthing your spouse or ignoring your children and really leaning into your pain and your hurt and your suffering, or you're doing your best to put up a front and that's exactly what it is and that's fine, but you need to be able to get your kids through the storm before you're able to really let loose. Well, and I was just gonna add on to that. And Lisa, you shared this in your story is, our parents are our role models. And if they're not modeling the right behaviors for us, I mean, you're gonna go find it elsewhere or you're gonna find a relationship that's similar to the toxic one and then sit there and question your worth. Like, well, I think maybe this is all I have or maybe this is what I'm worth. So because I, I this all is just, what I saw. Because this is what I saw. This is what was modeled for me. And I agree, Mary and I deal with a lot of divorced parents. Mm -hmm. And when we sit down and we're with the kiddos, like when we're with our girls, it like brings us back to our childhood because my parents got divorced when I was 17 and hers, she was nine. So for us to sit there and be like, man, there's still so much opportunity for people to stop making it about themselves and heal of course like you have your own healing journey but at the end of the day the most important person or people that you have influence over are your children and Absolutely. they're literally watching every move every you make and listening i mean and i have listening. little i have little kids right now my oldest just turned eight which oh my yes, gosh she that did. feels very old but i know it's still young i mean they listen to everything <laughs> when you think of little kids repeating words well where does that come from that comes right. from their parents and i think especially bringing up social media and parenting in general it's a noisy world it's a noisy world in general but you think like, okay, we don't want to shield them from too much because we want them to go through things and learn from things. And we, you know, whatever the noise is that you're constantly hearing, I just want to really lean into what you're saying is that in a time where parents are going through divorce, you can never be too much of a parent. I think if you can overparent during that time frame, that would be my greatest advice because feeling like you lose your parents is a grief that gets brought up over and over for the rest of your life. Amen. Oh, literally for the rest of your life. I mean, I can't even begin to think of all the instances in which I have fallen down or been traumatized by later in life that stemmed from a toxic divorce. Yes. And not and, and not to place blame on both parents. I'm it just it is what it is. When one par parent doesn't want to get along with the other one, it makes it difficult for the entire situation. Right. So whether it's one, the other or both, it's like, man, if anything comes from this episode, just know that you're in it for your kids. Put your ego aside and your kids matter the most. Yeah. I and speaking from like the kids perspective, when kids are rebellious and they don't want to talk to you and you're annoying and Mary and I say it time and time again that those kids are screaming to be loved. Yes. And whether you're in an amazing relationship and marriage or or going through a divorce or divorced, whatever the that situation may be, a lot of times we're like, oh, they're just, you know, the they're just teenagers, the typical teenager. like, ugh, that phase, that season. And it's like, that is 
the oh my gosh that is prime time parenting right there is like do not pull away lean lean in. in love them regardless if they think you are the worst person on the planet for now because in years time you'll look back and know hopefully if you have the right relationship that they were there because they loved you amen and it's not always forcing them to have a conversation it's showing up and being there and letting them see and feel how much you love them. Yeah, totally. Question for you. Are you, do you have a relationship now with mom and dad, your mom and dad? I do. Yes. Okay. Um, Did that take time, years, a lot of healing therapy? therapy. Yes. All of the above. Um, It's definitely a place where I come from that I have to this is from therapy, um, put myself in a scenario where I take the relationship for what it's worth. And I don't have expectations that are not going to be met. Amen. 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 I feel like we are in for everyone. A lot like of all relationships should be in that box. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. And you're right. Everyone should be in that box. A hundred percent. But we put our parents on a pedestal because they are our superheroes. They are people we look to for advice. And even when you're 40, 50, 60, you want to call your parents and share. And it's like, unfortunately, not all parents earn the right for that. Mm -hmm. So in moving forward from trauma, it's like, dang, how do you put your hand out and say, okay, you are you, I am me, and I don't have expectations for this relationship because if I do, I know that I'm setting myself up for failure. Yeah. And again, this is lifelong work because I was in a certain place with it. And then I got married to my husband who he was always meant for me. We just had to make it to the right timing of meeting one another. Um, And then having kids and having kids and then having your parents become grandparents. And, Uh you know, there's just things and situations that evolve the relationship. And um, it's just constant work to really know where you stand and to continue knowing that you're worthy, even when sometimes you're confronted with situations that bring up that trauma, that bring you right back to that place where you can easily feel it all over again. Well, I am acknowledging the Lisa who was, how old were you when you were like, all right, I'm going to do the work. I was about 21 years old. Okay. So Mary and I are thanking Lisa at 21 Mm -hmm. because it led to the Lisa that's sitting in front of us today, who is inspiring and influential and a girl's girl to boot. And we'll drop anything that she's doing to show up for you. And we appreciate 21 year old Lisa transforming into the Lisa that we see now. We appreciate what you've been through and the fact that you're able to turn around and share that story um, with a smile on your face, knowing that you worked through some major shit in order to get to where you are now. And the person you are now is just a shining star for so many different reasons. Well, thank you. And you made me cry. We didn't mean to, but. No, it's okay. (laughs) I I just want to honor what you do, and we were even talking about this before, is that it's not only inherently in who you both are as individuals, but part of how you operate your business is the importance of especially young women being seen and heard. And 
recognized for all they are and all they have to offer the world. And me at far older than 21 years old, just feel so grateful because we continually need that and need those people in our lives. So thank you very much. We received that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank you for being in our network, in our circle of influence, because these girls, like we're, Mary and I are only two people. We need to show other girls, women in, in our, in our sphere of, of influence to say, yes, life can be messy, but also there's so much power to this work. And, and regardless of when you start to practice this work, whether you're 10 or 14 or 21, or gosh, when we were in our mid twenties, this work matters because then you get to find friendships and surround yourself with people like you. You get to level up in the friendship department. So with that said, if you are interested in purchasing a bag, if you are interested in being a wing woman, oh, which is so exciting, so cool. um, we will link all of Lisa's information in our show notes. Um, she is someone, if you haven't gathered that yet, that you need to know that would be so beneficial to add to your life in your day to day. Just thank you. Like Jill said, thank you for joining us and feeling like you could be vulnerable in this space because it's going to impact so many more people. And I think that's what the three of us were put on this planet to do was just be a positive impact to people who, you know, we've been through situations. We see them stuck in mud. Right. Yeah. We see them going through something similar and all we want to do is reach our hand back and help. Well, the honor has been entirely mine. So thank you both. Until next time, you guys, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Go out there, make someone smile, and we'll talk to you guys soon. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.